When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Auburn Live podcast, your home for bold, insightful, and honest conversations around Auburn athletics. Where you go? Hey, before we get going, let's give a quick shout out to our partners here at Auburn Live and the Auburn Live show. First of all, Southeastern, great bar in downtown Auburn, fantastic two-story building, beautiful place. Uh, great lounge upstairs, tons of TVs, outdoor seating area, some finger foods and stuff like that as well. Awesome location in downtown Auburn. Go visit Southeastern. Great game day experience, uh, weekend experience. Um, just go check them out. Southeastern on Magnolia. Other partner, the Irritable Bow restaurant, also on Magnolia on the other side uh, of the street in downtown downtown Auburn, down, down Magnolia. Go check them out. Really good Chinese bao uh, food, uh, sh- shrimp, shrimp rolls and, and steak, steak and, and, and chicken uh, skewers and um, rice bowls and just a bunch of bunch of good stuff, man. If you've never had Chinese bao, it's really, really good. Shout out to our friend Whitley Dykes. Um, they get you in and out really quickly. So if you ever see a line, don't worry. It moves quickly. Go check out the Irritable Bao restaurant downtown Auburn and uh, tell them Auburn Live sent you. All right, let's go. Hey, welcome into another Auburn Live show. It is a new week, and we all know what week that is. It is Penn State week for the Auburn Tigers, and uh, we're glad it's here, man. I am Justin Hokinson. Glad everybody joined us for from AuburnLive.com. If you're not a subscriber of Auburn Live, please go sign up. It's $10 for the next year. Normally, that'll be $10, you know, $9.99 a month probably when it's all said and done, once we get up and going, but right now it's $10 for a year, which is insane. So please go join the community at auburnlive.com um, as we'll have you covered with everything Auburn athletics and recruiting and all that good stuff. Appreciate everybody joining us. Um, as we always do on Monday morning, it is time for our Monday morning quarterback episode with none other, none other than former Auburn quarterback, Ben Leard. Ben, what's happening? What's happening, Hoke? How you doing, man? I'm good, man. So we're, so last week you're at the beach, right? This week yeah. you're in Denver. That's right. That's exactly right. Just running, running and gunning, trying to make ends meet. Man, such a baller. Well, I'm glad you had time to uh, to hang out with uh, with us and on our morning, Monday morning quarterback episode as we talk about Auburn's uh, blowout win over Alabama State, uh, sixty two to nothing. You know, I think we we all saw it coming. Um, uh, first half was a little sloppy, but, but Auburn got the job done. Um, what are your reactions? You've had time to sort of watch the game, soak it in, take, you know, get some perspective on it. Um, what are your reactions from Auburn 62, Alabama state zero? Well, it, it kind of goes back to the first week, right? They, they beat a team the way they were supposed to, they beat a team, in the way that it was expected to end up as far as the box score goes. Granted, the first – I mean, really the first series, few series, the first quarter was fairly sloppy. 
especially offensively. I mean, there were some surefire drops. Newton had a touchdown drop, handful of others. Bo had a guy, you know, one of the defenders from Alabama State dropped an easy interception early on. I think maybe the second drive, uh, maybe the first. But as as the game went on, obviously Auburn kind of forced their will on Alabama State and, and everything reared its head. What I did, one of the other things I took away from that is two non-offensive touchdowns were scored. Uh, special teams looked phenomenal. Defensively, I think, again, and we've talked about this before, that I was excited at the fact that this was just one more game for the interior defensive front to get some very, very crucial snaps against live games. And, and that's, that's important regardless of who you're playing against especially when you're getting into the gauntlet of going to Penn State. Then two weeks later, you play Georgia, and then you jump right into Amen Corner within the SEC. So it's every game repetition that these young men can get, I think is positive. Because really, if I was to look at the entire defense, look at the 11 for Auburn at this point, the, the lower portion of that grade would fall on the interior defensive front. That is not saying that they are not SEC caliber. But when I look at the back seven, I'd put Auburn's back seven against anybody in the country. Linebackers and secondary. They have they are they're really good. The defensive ends for Auburn, I think, are doing a phenomenal job and putting pressure on the quarterbacks. They'll be tested this weekend in Penn State. So that'll be exciting to see. On the offensive side of the ball, man, I think part of the couple of things I took away from it. Number one was really seeing the comfort that Bo seems to have developed with Demetrius Roberts, the transfer from Georgia. You know, three touchdowns on the day. He made some great grabs. Bo made some really, really good throws to him, you know, going into the end zone on those three touchdown completions. Um, so, excuse me, two touchdown completions and I think one on a reverse. Yeah. But the plays that he made – on the ball were, were really, really good. The other portion of it is, and Jake and I were talking about this earlier, you know, Tank Bigsby's next level, right? He's To me, he's a first-round guy whenever he decides to take the next step in the NFL. Jarquez Hunter is, is somebody that every – is a player that everybody needs to learn who he is. Kid was only a three-star maybe out of the state of Mississippi that – is an absolute workhorse and is one that brings his lunch pail to practice every day. And I think it's paying off. And I'd tell you on that 94 yard touchdown run, I don't know that anybody even breathed on him. And they, they, I was really pleasantly surprised at his foot speed, even the size that he is when he broke into the secondary beyond the linebackers, nobody was going to catch him. And, to have that level of breakaway speed with that amount of power that he possesses as a true freshman, I think is something that's going to really pay dividends for Auburn in, in spell of Tank Bigsby as he begins becoming the bell cow more and more uh, against the big higher-tier games such as Penn State, Georgia, Texas A&M, Ole Miss, all those other teams. So, you know, again, I, I was excited to see the game turn out the way it did. They, they tightened up some things in the third and fourth quarter. And quite frankly, I think it's probably good for them that they had some 
They had some wrinkles, had some difficult situations they ran across just to kind of prepare them for Saturday's game and Happy Valley. Yeah, when you look at the game, um, you know, I'm sitting here looking at the stats of the game, and, and it was it was an odd one because, you know, Brian Harson talked about, you know, he wanted to see maturity and consistency from his team. Well, that didn't happen in the first half. I mean, I thought I was going to be writing a story about, um, you know, him wanting maturity and, and, and all he got were mistakes, um, a mistake-filled a mistake field game. That was certainly the story we were writing at halftime. Um, you look at the first quarter, you know, Auburn came out pretty strong, 100 total yards to 24. Auburn was outgained in the second quarter of that football game, uh, 72 to 60 um, by Alabama State. Um, and it was just not great. You had a drop. You mentioned the drop by Kalen Newton that would have been a touchdown. Um, and so they just missed some opportunities right there. But but that third quarter was was um, that third quarter was one for the record books um, for for for, uh, for Auburn. They racked up um, 300 total yards in the third quarter, 35 points, five touchdowns. Um, they ran the ball for 222 yards in the third quarter alone. Um, so whatever was said at, uh, at halftime in that, in that game, whatever was said, yeah. whatever was said worked because Auburn made up for the, the first half, made up for it in the third quarter to, to, to be up 20 to nothing and still end up winning that game 62 to nothing. I think the 42 points in the second half is like a, is tied for like an Auburn record for a half. So, I mean, they made up for it in the second half of that football game. And, um, and that was good to see, you know, Brian Harson wanted to see, um, you know, he wanted to see kind of some adversity or whatever. And I guess the adversity in this game was, hey, you're not living up to expectations. This isn't, you know, we don't come out here and play sloppy football. Can you flip the switch? Um, and, and they did, which no matter the opponent, it's not always easy to just flip the switch right. um, and do that. And, and so I, I, I wonder if, if they were thinking about Penn State already, um, you know, possibly. Um, it's, it's certainly – um, not out of the the realm of possibility. So, you know, I think I think Harson definitely. My my thought was in the second quarter of that game going into halftime was, well, look, you could stop the game right now, and Brian Harson's got all he wants from this game, which is he he he's got so much on film that he can go back and and show these guys and bring these guys back down to earth. And um, I mean, they committed I think six penalties in the first half. They only committed three in the first game. Um, and, and we mentioned the drops. Uh, Bo Nix had a fumble. So, like, he had plenty to show these guys about how they can improve. Um, you didn't even need the second half. But, you know, Harson was probably more pleased after the game than I thought he would be. I kind of thought he would be like, you know, um, it was an opportunity. I just thought he would be like, yeah, we, we didn't come out like we should have, but we won the game. He was actually pretty pleased. I yeah. mean, he was actually fairly, you know, happy with, I think, his team's adjustments at halftime, the second-half adjustments. Um, he mentioned at one point, he said, I, I, I thought we adjusted really well. I thought the guys came out and executed the adjustments in the second half. And he goes, I hope I see on film what I thought I saw, yeah. which was I would love to watch the film and go, yes, that's exactly what we talked about doing. And you went and did it. And that's what resulted in the turnaround. So he kind of said, I hope I see that on the film. But he was, he was pretty happy, happier probably than I thought he would be, um, given how that first half went. Um, you had some special teams touchdowns. That was nice to see. Um, so yeah, I think it was, I think it was more of the same in terms of Auburn, um, you know, blowing out an opponent, but I do think there were some things that he could point to. I thought also it was, um, 
it seemed really obvious that Auburn was working on specific things. I mean, there were times where, you know, gosh, in that first quarter, I remember they're sitting there running, you know, straight up I formation, you know, um, you know, running the football with a couple of tight ends on yeah. first down and second down and third down. And now that one they had to settle for a field goal, you're thinking, well, that's not great. You just ran the ball three times against Alabama State. You didn't even pick up a first down. Um, but then they did some more of that. Defense did the same thing. There were some times where defense was dropping Owen Papo back in a cover three. And then it was Chandler Wooten dropping back. And there was really no need for that. I don't, I yeah. mean, I, to me, it looked like working on things. It looked like um, doing things that you didn't do last week or that you wanted to just get, get a little reps in. And so, you know, I think that's something to keep in mind too. We don't know. We don't know what their goals were, but but I think that was evident at times that hey, we're we're gonna this was this was Auburn versus Auburn, and so well, to have a little it, sloppiness is not, you know, the worst thing in the world if that's going on. Right. Well, and two, you you think about it. It's talking about those items that you just pointed out individually. The, it was good to see, and I think the positive portion that that Coach Harson took away from that is that yeah, they did they react, they responded to whatever was said, however they were challenged at halftime, whether – and I don't know this. You know, is Harson a, a break-the-clipboard clipboard kind of guy, you know, or is he a, hey, guys, this is how this is going to be done. This is the ex- level of expectation that we have regardless of who our opponent is. And right now you're not living up to it. And so my challenge to you is the third and fourth quarters, you go out and do it or I'll find somebody else that can and, you know, luckily they answered the toll. So, you know, and I, I think part of his positive attitude that he had in the postgame discussions was that they responded. They reacted because he knows that the, take, take the game in Happy Valley, for example. There are going to be bad things that happen. There are going to be negative plays. There's going to be big plays on the behalf on the behalf of Penn State. So how will they react? Are they going to tuck tail and run? Or are they going to buckle down and figure out a way to get it fixed? And and I think that's something that is comes with the evolution of a football team and the and the and the maturity within a locker room or on the sideline. And I think he's figuring those things out. I think the players are figuring him out. And he's doing the same for the players. So that's really, really good to see the reaction and you know the see kind of how they uh, you know how they polished up the perseverance that they or excuse me the difficulties that they faced on Saturday against Alabama State. You know, I, and what's crazy is you mentioned the fact that watching them line up in two tights, you know, single receiver sets, fullback, eye backfield knowing good and well everybody in the stadium knew they were running the football. Right. And I, I truly – and I'm, I'm one I'm one that thinks that serves, serves two, twofold. One, yes, it is an opportunity for them to work on something new. It's an opportunity to get game reps. It's an opportunity for them to get film and footage of how they executed in a game. But there is also a part of them that wants Penn State to spend a little bit of time thinking that's coming. Yeah. And, and the, the thought of it is, both offensively and defensively, 
if they're spending one to two practice periods a day or more looking at that formation set and considering the possibility that within that down and distance, this is what they may do, that's less time that they can spend on something that just might be their, be Auburn's bread and butter. And, and, you know, so subliminally they're maybe not as prepared for that bread and butter to tank or that bread and butter to Demetrius or that bread and butter to Shanker that they would have been if they hadn't put this wrinkle in. And then, and you flip it around defensively, there's going to be something that Derek Mason throws in there that Penn State is going to see at the at, in pre-snap, the line of scrimmage, that they're going to think Chandler Woods dropping or they're going to think Owen's dropping. And lo and behold, he comes on a fire blitz and it's a possible big play, maybe even maybe even a turnover or something. So uh, there, there are people, people will oftentimes lose sight of the fact that there's a lot of a chess match going on too as far as the opponent spending time preparing for something they may not realistically ever see. Yeah, that's a fair point. I mean, it's a really good point. Um, and that, that it, got, it got me thinking, you know, what what will we see on Saturday that we haven't seen? I mean, that's the other thing you have to take into consideration is, um, by the way, just I'm sitting here uh, before I move on. I just want to reiterate because this blows me away. Auburn's third quarter against Alabama State. They ran eight plays, eight. They scored four touchdowns on eight plays. Their other one was the defensive touchdown. They averaged 37.4 yards per play. They had the ball for three minutes. They averaged 100 yards every minute of possession in that quarter. That's uh, it's pretty good. I don't care if you're doing that on air. I mean, I've, I don't – I'm sure there's been a quarter like I, that. I, that is, I, that I is never, stupid. I, I never could do anything like that. So I, I was, I was thoroughly impressed. That was that just, I just that, that quarter was ridiculous. I mean, six rushes for 222 yards and uh, and two passes for 77. Well, uh, and and you know, two hope. I, I think night. the the good thing is, and we look, we talked about it last week that. There's no debate on who the quarterback is, right? Right. And and I think we would he all was agree. fine again, right? He had a couple of drops. He was 9 of 17. Yeah. He would have been 11 or 12 of 17 for maybe a buck 50 in a, in, in a couple of touchdowns. I mean, he was fine through a little bit yeah, still little accuracy issues, but I mean, no no worries. So, and you know, you take that away and, and you look at you look at his performance. There's still to, in my mind there's no doubt who the guy is. Right. There's no doubt who the who the number one running back is. But there's also the good thing is, and I I was really impressed, albeit in a reserve role. I was really impressed with TJ Finley, and the nice they, ball he threw. He 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 threw a tremendous ball on that deep ball on that uh, long touchdown pass. There were some other there were other plays that he made out in the flats on some curls and some comebacks. It looks effortless. Yeah, when he he can flat spin the football. Yeah. And I, I could not help, especially if you get it just at the right side profile of him under center. Dude, he looks just like Auburn's number two. Yeah. I so mean, I'm it is. There's no doubt. There's it no is. Doubt. It is. It is spooky how similar he looks. Now, granted, look, there's only one Cam Newton. 
I'm not saying TJ Finley is Cam Newton, but I, I really think it's a situation that in with, with TJ Finley as a true sophomore, I, I would have the utmost confidence that if anything injury wise ever happened to Bo Nix, I think TJ can win ballgames. I think you're right. Um, I think, I think that, you know, obviously, you know, Finley lacks the mobility that Nix does, but, um, that's what you have the running game for. Uh, but no, there's no question that, that Finley can, can spend the football. And yeah, I mean, he's capable. He's certainly capable. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad he came back. And cause I didn't think he looked good in the first game. And a lot of people said, Oh, it's the first team. He's, you know, he's with the second or third team. Da, 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 da. I get it. I just, he didn't look sharp to me on a couple of balls, but that pat the touchdown pass to Malcolm Johnson jr. Was absolutely perfect. Great catch by Malcolm Johnson and, and score there. Uh, but he looked good. I was, I was glad that, uh, that he had some, some, positive moments there but how do we know what I can't wait to see on Saturday I think and what makes this game so hard to predict because you you look at this Alabama State game and you look at the Akron game um I mean we're talking about it we're breaking it down and there are things to take from it there are we there are things that you don't just throw them out I mean they're games they're they're actually you can take things from it but um it's it's hard to take stuff from it and then project what Auburn's going to do on Saturday against Penn State because right. I think that one you played inferior competition and two there's probably a lot that has been held back especially on offense um, a lot I mean I'm, there's no doubt they've worked on things because it's a new offense and they have to work on some of that stuff but. There's no question some different looks and formations and things they've held off on doing. And um, I just wonder how different Saturday could look on offense and defense for Auburn. Um, maybe that's the one – potentially the one thing they have going going for them is, is you know, I keep thinking it's Alabama and Akron. Alabama State and Akron, and so they're not tested. And so I think Penn State comes in more tested. You got to play Wisconsin and, um, you know, Ball State's not very good, but – um, you played on the road at Wisconsin. Penn State's tested in a big game already. They're they're ready to go. Auburn, it's like yeah. it, it's gonna. It, in some ways, it could feel like a first game for Auburn. And but were they able to hide some things those first two games and maybe surprise Penn State with some stuff in the first half? Can they catch? Can they catch Penn State with a few things on offense that allows them to get on the board? That's the that's the big. I think that's a huge, huge, huge question question mark in this game. And I have no way to predict. I have no idea. We'll just have to wait and see. I have no yeah, clue. Well, and and. You think about it. There, this is this is kind of that new season mentality, right? There's things that I don't think that anyone has seen from Auburn, offensively and defensively yet. At this point, there's things that they probably have, you know, kind of in their quiver, for lack yeah. of a better term. But at the same time, probably the same story with Penn State as well. Yeah. Maybe not so much because they did play Wisconsin in Wisconsin. So that was a re- – they, they knew they were going to have to pull out all stops to win that game. So you, you right. probably have a little bit more ability to predict and game plan against what you can expect. If the thing that people are going to have to understand and be patient with, that this is not Akron and this is not Alabama State, it is highly likely that the first couple of drives, first few drives, first three, four drives, it is, it, it, it's more of a 
it's almost more of a pioneer mission. They want to see offensively and defensively what the opponent's doing. And if they just happen to make something happen, if they just happen to make a big play or break a big run or something, so be it. But there is a lot to be said for, okay, this is what they're doing. They're running a 3-4. They've got outside stand-up in. They're doing this with the DBs. They're playing inside technique. What are the safeties doing on their first two steps at the snap of the ball? There's a lot of stuff that's going to be determined on the spot. A lot of on-the-job decisions are going to be made offensively and defensively. But in my mind, and you and I have said this, Bo's biggest or, or worst performances have come on the road. How will he handle a very, very hostile environment? Is he going to stay within the system that Mike Bobo coaches and teaches? And if he does, I have the utmost confidence they can win this game. If he reverts back to kind of that Pinson Valley mentality that he had under Gus Malzahn and Chad Morris, it's not, it's not going to be pretty. But stressing I, me out. It, well, it, but I, I've got because it's so, so it's so it, it. I feel you. I feel. I mean, it's, it's like it's you, you think he's on. It, he, it felt like he's probably on a tightrope. Like Bonix seems like the kind of guy. I don't know yet. I don't know. He he yeah. absolutely could revert back. I, I'm not. I don't. I well, don't know yet if he's if he's a new and, guy or not. And and hope I and I, I had the same questions, but man, I I've got so much confidence in Mike Bobo. The dude, he is a gamer, man. I'm telling you, this dude, I, I've got so much confidence in him and being able to, to one, have Bo Nix ready to play, and, number two, keeping him reined in, staying within the moment, staying within the offense, you know, understanding the tools and the, and the, and the weapons you have at your disposal and taking advantage of them. And, I, I just so that really that's what neutralizes my anxiety in, in knowing how good a coach and and preparer of quarterbacks that Mike Bobo is. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. I mean, that's a fair point. Um, I think that it's just, you know, Bo just, it it makes me think about that Florida game. Um, You know, granted, Bo was a freshman, um, right? Um, Yeah. Going to the going to the swamp, you know that that yeah. first game, and, and it just didn't go well. Um, and they had and and they had every opportunity to blow that game open. Yeah, they they did. I mean, the defense just kept creating turnovers. Um, yeah. Didn't go well for Bo Nix in that game, and and um, you know, he, and then you know Auburn's in the LSU game, but the offense didn't really do a lot. I mean, Bo didn't necessarily do much in that one either. The, the defense made some stands again in that game. And then by the time Alabama rolled around, I go, well, he's, so he plays in Alabama the next year. And so that, that, that season was kind of, you know, I'm trying to think of big 
road games when the season's still on the line. That's why I think back to Florida because those were two top ten teams, and this is Auburn's two and zero, and so it's it's different than playing Alabama and you're like last year and you're sitting there six and you know whatever three, and it's just you know Alabama's way better than you. This is this is a game you could win. This is a yeah. lot. The pressure's on, just like Florida a couple of years ago. It's huge. It's it's the the pressure's on. You know, game day is going to be there. All the eyes of the country are going to be on this particular game. It's it's a whiteout, and if I'm not mistaken, this is the first whiteout, the first non-Michigan or Ohio State whiteout game in Penn State history. This is a huge game for Penn State. I mean, they're chanting during their Ball State game that they won Auburn. So yeah. it's, it's, it's a statement opportunity that was wild. For, Penn, for Penn State to have the chance to beat an SEC football team. Oh, it's huge, so, huge for them, yeah. And, uh, like so, a, yeah, and like a – yeah. You know, yeah. And, you, and you're right, dude. You, you look at the Florida game as a freshman for Bo. He didn't perform well. The defense, defensively, Auburn kept them in the game. Offensively, they just they they floundered and could not take advantage of anything. You know, the game that really sticks out for me, and it and it wasn't against perennial powerhouses, but the way that they performed as a unit against South Carolina and Columbia last year, mm. just so it was so deflating. They couldn't do anything, and you know. I, I'm I'm anxious to see one of my major critiques of Bo is his body language. Yeah. Is is how is he how does he react on the sidelines? How does he empower his teammates to be the best they can be? And we know that he's got all the God-given intangibles that a quarterback needs, but is he the guy that makes everybody around him better? And I think this is the prime game for him to show that. It's, it's the perfect opportunity for him to exhibit that he does have that ability and, and come away with a win. And so that, that's an area where I, where I actually think that he's come a long way and I'm not too concerned about his demeanor um, and, and all that. I actually like where he's at. I think that is something that, Bobo and Harson have already rubbed off on him. I see yeah. the way that Zacoby McLean talks about him, um, not just publicly, but on social media. I see the way that Owen Papo, they talk about him and, and will share his story, just little comments, just little stuff. But I see the way that some of those guys as leaders, other leaders of the team react to Bo. And so I, I think he's come a long way with his team and his teammates. Um, and so I like where he's at in terms of, being a leader on the team and just trying to do his job and having the respect. I think he's in a good place there. Yeah. I just, I just don't know until he gets under fire and he's rushed and it's in it's third and three um, and you're in, in, in you're rolling out. Are you going to try to scramble and get it? Are you going to force a ball 15 yards downfield for a pick like that yeah. moment, that moment? I don't know yet. And I, and we got to find out at some point. And so I don't know, I guess, if you look at it like that and you're an Auburn fan, like, you know, this is a great opportunity. It's not a conference game. 
Um, and so it's, even though it's a huge game uh, for Auburn and for Brian Harson and for this team and, and for the program, this is all that stuff. It's a program game. Um, it's a great opportunity, but it's not a conference game. So, you know, I guess worst case scenario is you go and you lose and you don't play well, but it doesn't hurt you in conference and you learned a lot. Best case, obviously, is, is that they go up there and they, and they play really well and you're like, okay, all right, you got something here. Um, and, and we just, we just don't know. We don't know. I just, I, I have to think, I just, that Florida game, I was at that game and that was a crazy atmosphere, very much what it's going to be like at Penn State. And, um, and, you know, but I think the, the, the other thing that we, that we know is this offense will provide opportunities for Bo Nix to get out of trouble in ways that the Gus Malzahn offense didn't, especially on the road and in raucous environments you know, you'll have a tight end or a running back check down. Or, I mean, that, that Tank Bixby should have scored a, a touchdown if he catches that screen pass against Alabama State, by the way. Um, Absolutely. Set up so freaking perfectly. There was, there was one guy out there and you had blockers. But so I think that's something to keep in mind, too. You know, you have an offense that might be more tailored to helping him through adverse times. Um, still want to see the receivers somebody other than Robinson still don't know what they have at receiver Auburn. I yeah. you know they've got guys that I think are capable, but I, I still don't know what they have there um, in a big game. Who are you going to, who's going to make the catch over the middle? Who's going to make that? I, I don't, there's still some question marks there. Xavier capers has been targeted one time in two games. Uh, you know, Canyon's got one catch. And so still not sure. Still not sure there. Javaris Johnson's a guy that they were missing that will be back and is very, very important for this offense. Um, he'll be back against against Penn State. He had a little ankle injury, but nothing crazy. If it was Penn State, he would have played. Um, so we talk a lot bit about Bo Nix. Is there any concern about the defense? I mean, they look great again. They look really good against the run again. It was the, the rushing numbers were almost identical. They just had more sacks against Akron. That's what made those rushing numbers lower against Akron, but just straight running the football but basically 30 carries for 70 yards. I mean, is what they've given up in, in yeah. both weeks. Uh, didn't get in the backfield a lot against Alabama state, but they, you know, probably not as many opportunities, a little different schemes, but I mean, I, I think with you just how, how are they going to hold up against the run, you know, those defensive tackles against Penn state, but that, that that's, I think we're talking a lot about the offense. Like, well, what's Bo Nix got? What's the offense got? And I think that's all true, but I'd be curious. You know, I'm also curious. What's the defense got? Are they for real? Yeah. Like they got a chance Saturday night to show like to, to go for us to go, whoa, like, okay, well, this, this group's for real. They, they, they will have an opportunity to put everything on blast on Saturday. Penn, Penn state is, I, I don't know how good Penn state is on offense, but they are Penn state. And they're, they're going to be, offense, by the way, that's a new offensive they, coordinator. They they're, are. They're, they're dealing with new, new you stuff. Know they, they also had a they had a quarterback battle, um, you know, up until probably a week before their first game. They didn't even know if the previous year's starter was going to be this year's starter. So mm -hmm. there's a lot of questions surrounding who's taking snaps. But the thing that you're gonna that they are going to have they're going to have Penn State is going to be absolute monsters up front. They're going to be extremely physical. They're going to be very versatile, going to be very multiple. I have the utmost confidence in Auburn's defense. I, they are so aggressive, whether it be Hall, whether it be Wooden. I'm super impressed with the linebacking core, how well Zacoby McClain. 
I'm a huge Chandler Wooten fan. I, I just, the kids, he is a natural born leader. He absolutely can play the position. And then on the back end, I, I just, I think that they, I think that they have the tools in place to be an elite SEC defense. And if I say elite SEC defense, that means I fully expect them to be able to compete in any other, in any other league. So, but it's just, it's just game reps. It's, it's not giving up the big explosive play or allowing a Penn State to take the top off of the defense. And most importantly, not doing stupid things, not getting a personal foul call or, a, you know, an inopportune pass interference call or, you know, things like that that really have the opportunity to, on a third and long, sustain a drive. And then you ultimately a permit a, you permit a score, and then you're playing catch up from there on out, and you begin to push and press. Yeah. So yeah. I, I just hope I, I really think – if if I was going to place more confidence one way or the other, I've got the utmost confidence in Auburn's defense to deliver on Saturday. I really, really do. They will put Auburn in an in a position to win the football game. They're not right. going to allow. Right. They're not going to allow what you and I would consider a blowout. They're going to have. They're going to allow Bo Nix and allow the Auburn offense and give them chances to win the football game. And that's exact that's that's what defense is supposed to do. And I'm really curious to see this style of defense where there's going to be a little more zone mixed in. I'm curious to see that, you know, kind of unfold against a better competition and um and and, and sort of see how that plays out. Um I agree with you. I agree with you. I think Auburn's defense is good enough. That's kind of what I look for, man. In this day and age with offenses um I mean, offenses are so good and so dynamic, and and it's you know, I just say, hey, is your defense good enough to keep you in a ball game? And, and like that's yep. that's about the most you can ask for these days. And I think, I mean, in pretty much every game Auburn's going to play this year, um, even Alabama and Georgia at home because they're at home. Even in those games because yep. they're at home, Auburn's defense I think is good enough to keep them in 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 games to allow the offense opportunities and for it not to get out of control and things like that. So I'm, I'm curious to see how they respond and can they limit big plays and um, tackle well. And um, cause they could be, they could be the, um, you know, the, the, the calming, I guess, force in this game Saturday, you know, if it's crazy and Auburn comes out and they go, Oh, and they go three and out or whatever. And the offense is sputtering. The defense has a chance to steady the hand a little bit hopefully on the road and, and allow the offense to, you know, don't let, don't, don't, they'll be down seven, nothing or 14, nothing in the first yeah. quarter. Um, well, and, very, very and bad they, for this offense. And let me tell you, Derek Mason is going to, he's going to have some things dialed in for James Franklin, but at the same time, James Franklin is a very, very, he's a great coach. He's a very emotionally driven coach as well. There, he is going to take advantage of the volatility of that place. There's going to be reverse pass. There's going to be a reverse. There might be a fake kick. There's going to be something that James Franklin's football team is going to use to their favor. And 
in whatever the moment may be. So Auburn's got to be prepared for that. Auburn's got to be prepared and not let, you know, not let what might just be a scratch become a gaping wound. And if they can minimize the damages and kind of calm the white noise, I, 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 I'm going, I'm going to, I'm going to state college expecting Auburn to win the game. And that's, that, that's just it. I don't, don't care how pretty it is. don't care how ugly it is. You go up there, you work your tail off to come away with a win. You come home, you beat Georgia state at home. And then October 9th, it is, it is going to be insane at Jordan-Hare Stadium. Yeah, they got to get by. Yeah, you'll have LSU in there. Yeah, um, we worry but, about that. We, hey, we're not we're, October 9th. October 9th. <laughs> Auburn's going to be undefeated coming in to play Ooh. Georgia at home. Wow. That's bold, man. I can't, I can't, I can't go there yet. Come on, Hope. Come That's on, bold. man. That's bold. I'm just, you know, uh, yeah, I think um, – Here's the other thing we got to take into account when going to this game, like watching college football the, the first two weeks. I don't know who's good. I don't know. I mean, I'm watching Penn State, Wisconsin going, okay, all right, Wisconsin's probably a pretty sound team, and that's a good win. And, you know, and then you watch Notre Dame, Florida State, and you're like, whoa, okay, Florida State looked, looked nice. Good win for Notre Dame. Yeah. Well, then we see what happens with Florida State and Notre Dame barely beats Toledo. And, yep. and you could go on, After, on and look at Texas and Arkansas, and Arkansas all of a sudden jump, jumps into the top 25 ahead of Auburn, yep. and you're like, well, wait a minute. I mean, that was impressive. Arkansas looked good, really good defense. But how good is Texas? Like, we don't know. Like, there's so many things we just don't know two weeks in. And as much as we're talking about what we don't know about Auburn, you know, is it possible that we don't – I mean, Penn State was ranked. It's, it, Penn State is like Auburn in the past years. They're 10th right now because they started rank, ranked highly. It doesn't mean anything until you get in. So we're talking about what, what do we know about Auburn? What do we know about Penn State? They had a great yeah. win against Wisconsin. We get that. But we don't know a lot about Wisconsin or Penn State yet either. When you, when you talk about it, you, you look back, I think preseason-wise, before the first game, Penn State was ranked number, I believe, maybe 19. Yeah, I think so. But they beat Wisconsin at Wisconsin. Wisconsin, I think, maybe was ranked number 12. Mm-hmm. So, like you said, just that win alone jumps them. Yeah. And 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 they also after beating Ball State, they are the beneficiary of teams that were in front of them losing. Right. You know, you have Texas to lose. You have obviously Ohio State gets throttled by Oregon. So there's a lot of topsy turvy. How good is it? How good are teams? I mean, you, you just think about the whole, you know, you know, because of this, because of that scenario. When you watch UAB absolutely throttle Jack State mm-hmm. in the first game, then you turn around and see Jack State beat Florida State on the last play of the game, kind of just a walk off win, and and then you see, just like you said, Toledo, T- Toledo should have beat Notre Dame, right. That that was crazy, and hey, we didn't mention this. Texas A and M should have gotten beat by Colorado. Yep. And so I, I agree with you, man. I don't know. Even it, we're we're prognosticating even about Auburn. Yeah. Nobody really knows how good anybody is at this point. Yeah. 
you'll find and, out a lot this week. I mean, I yeah, guess you, you got to, you know, you know, to play and, you know, you're going to find out how good teams are, you know, just like you said, they, you're going to have, you're going to find out if, who's a pretender. Is it Penn State or is it Auburn? Is, 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 you know, is Alabama as good as everyone thinks they are once again, or is Florida, you know, going to upset them in some way, shape, form, or fashion? Where, where does everyone stand? And as the season progresses and as you line up against someone of your caliber, you really find out how much you got in your crawl. And that will remain to be seen. But this, this coming Saturday, that is, that is where that, that stone begins to roll. And I think people will begin to see how good and or how bad your team is. Yeah, no, I mean, there's, there's, yeah, I was gonna say without, without getting too much off, off the Auburn topic. Yeah, I mean, there's been a bunch. I mean, even that first game for A and M, that they, they were up ten to three on Kent State, and, 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 and so I mean, they're ranked seventh. Um, even Oregon, Oregon beats Ohio State, fantastic. Oregon beat Fresno, I think, in week one by a touchdown. So it's like, I mean, there's just, a, there's just a lot of stuff to learn. Honestly, I think Georgia's, Georgia might be the most. Uh, you know, uh, established program at the moment. I mean, beating yeah. Clemson. And then beat UAB, who is a good football team. And everybody was like, oh, yeah, UAB is a solid program. Georgia destroy, destroyed them. I mean, 56-7 with a backup against UAB, a team that's won their conference a few times, is incredibly impressive. Hey, and and look, you, you, can't, you can't overlook the fact that Ohio State's week one win versus Minnesota. And I, I'm, I'm probably wrong in saying this. But if Minnesota's tailback Ibrahim had not have torn his Achilles in that game, I think Minnesota beats Ohio State in that game. Well, you can certainly make that argument, yeah. And, and, and so there is, there is a possibility that Ohio State could be 0-2. But not only to, to, to lose a game in the shoe to Oregon in the way that they did, I think it's eye-opening – to a lot of the prognosticators as to is Ohio State as good as everyone thinks they are, or did you just put them there because they're Ohio State? All right, so you're predicting Auburn to be undefeated which and going into Georgia, which means they win at Penn State and at LSU. At LSU, a place they haven't won at in 20 years, and at Penn State, um, hey, game number hey, three. And, and, and Hope, that's, that's hard for me to say in the sense that my last bit of relevance in Auburn football lore <laughs> is that I am the last starting quarterback to win a game in Death Valley. That's true. That's dude, that this is, is bad. Game. That is bad. So is, man. You know, other chances too. Geez. I, I'm torn. I'm I'm really torn, but I would love nothing more. Than for Auburn to win that ball game in Death Valley. Well, you got your I, I, I you got would, your run out of it. I mean, look at yeah. You you I mean, uh, you're still you know. I mean, I, hey, I, there's only so long you can milk a win, man. So only so long. It's time to move on. You're like, look, I, I've gotten enough out of that. Okay, can we end that record now? I'm I'm perfectly fine if we can go ahead and end that. All right. That's so right. before we wrap this up, Penn State. What's a more likely? So you're predicting a win. Um, I was going to say what's, you know, what's more likely Auburn, you know, loses by three touchdowns or, or, you know, what, like what, what, or, or Auburn wins by, you know, a couple touchdowns, but where do you come down? If you think Auburn's going to win this football game, do you have any type of sense of, 
how it goes down, like what gives you, what do you think is going to be the, the differentiator? Obviously there's so much we don't, we don't know. And Brian Harson, by the way, first big game for Brian Harson at Auburn. Curious to see how he reacts. You know, we, we haven't watched, I didn't watch him coach every game at Boise. I don't know all his yeah. tendencies, you know, Boise had some big games, but I'd have to go back and look at, at his tenure at Boise as a head coach. Now I think he was the offensive coordinator, maybe when Boise beat Oklahoma back in the day in that Fiesta bowl. Um, and then he's been an OC at Texas. Like he's been in big games, but this is different. This is your new program. This is your chance that you've been working your whole career for. And this is opportunity one on a national stage, Brian Harson at Auburn. What are you going to show the country? So I'm, I'm really curious to see what, what do we, what do we see from him? What's his demeanor like, you know, what, you know, this is a huge, huge thing for him. I think he's going to be pretty motivated too, but what's, so what's your take on this game? Because we won't talk to you again before the before the game happens. How do you think it goes down? I honestly, I honestly would I think it's a situation like this. Let's focus on the on the defensive side first. I think you're going to see you're going to see Derek Mason challenge his defensive guys to be physical, to be in their face. I mean, to really prove a point of how the SEC plays ball, especially on the defensive side of the ball. So I think that's going to be one of those things that that there is there is a likely big pass play or a big run or something that Penn State may break. Penn State may have happen just at an inopportune time against Auburn's aggressiveness. But at the same time, I think Derek Mason's got enough talent on that side of the ball. He's got enough maturity. He's got enough experience on that side of the ball to be able to adapt and and you know, fix whatever, right, whatever wrongs may be done in the first couple quarters of the game. I do think offensively that you're going to see as the, as if this is a surprise to anybody that Tank Bigsby is the absolute bell cow. He's, it, this, it, is his, this is his chance, by the way. This is, absolutely. this is his, I mean, he could become a top 10 Heisman candidate with, with, yes. with the right kind of game. No, no, no doubt. No question. He could be a top 10 Heisman candidate with the right kind of game on would, Saturday night. Would I, would, would, I, would I ever predict that he would have the type of Carnell Williams 2001 in Athens type of game, you know, 40-plus carries? No. Mm-hmm. That, that – that that didn't happen anymore. Right, right, yeah. But it would not surprise me at all if Tanks, you know, statistically wasn't in the 25, 20 to 25 plus carries, maybe 20 carries, five catches, something like that with, you know, 100, 120 yards on the ground, 130 yards on the ground, a couple of touchdowns but they're going to be gritty yards. I mean, they're going to be six-yard game, eight-yard game, four-yard game. They're going to be a couple of fourth-down conversions on fourth and ones that Brian Harson's going to tell Mike Bobo, set the stage. Right. Prove a point. Tell them where we're going to run the dang football, and this is what we're going to do, whether you like it or not. And to me, that's an attitude. That, that's, that's him lining up telling his guys, this is what we did this for. This is how we worked all summer for. This is why we do what we do. Line up, tell that three technique, we're about to run over. And this is what we do. So I, I think it's I think that's what you're going to see out of Brian Harson and Mike Bobo and offensively. 
honestly, I think Auburn walk Auburn comes away from this ball game the victor, and I truly think it's one that defensively Auburn makes a huge stop to seal this game. I think Auburn maybe wins by four, wins by five, and Penn State's driving. Auburn finds a way to create a turnover or turnover on downs in some way, somehow, and ends up winning the game and, and, and kind of walking it off. And what I consider the best formation in football is the victory formation. Whew. Come on, Hope. Get, hey, get on the bus, buddy. Drink the Kool-Aid. <laughs> Tell you what, if they win Saturday night, that I, I've almost thought they have a better chance of winning in Baton Rouge. Actually, I have thought they have a better chance of winning in Baton Rouge, even before we saw LSU to lose to UCLA, than winning at Penn State just because of the circumstances. Um, so we'll see. If they win that game, I'll be massively impressed in, for a lot of different reasons if they can pull that out. That, that, that'll be just be so impressive to me. Um, and, and we'll see how it goes. But I think you hit the nail on the head at the very end, Tank Bigsby. It, it, it's going to have to be his night. It's going to have to be, you know, and he was injured some last year and he missed some time last year. And early in the season, you know, he wasn't getting a ton of carries. And, I mean, if you think, you know, he was banged up against Alabama. Uh, he didn't – Georgia was early in the season. He wasn't the primary back. Yep. Um, so, if you think about, like, Tank Bigsby's big games, I'm trying to think last year, LSU was a blowout. Um, you know, who did you – who did they play, um, you know, late? I mean, this was, is, you know, he was hurt against Tennessee a little bit. Yeah, he's, he's banged Tennessee. up. I mean, this is his first real opportunity, healthy, bigger, stronger, the tank that could be the best back in the country on primetime. This is yep. – he didn't he – he has not had this opportunity in his career yet. This yep. is it for him Saturday night, too. So I, I imagine you're going to see an extremely fired up Tank Bigsby, a guy that could, could, yeah. I mean, it, he could really, it makes me think of Kenny Irons in 2005 in Baton Rouge going off for 200. Um, and not that I'm saying he's going to go off for 200, but just he's got that kind of explosive ability. But we'll see, man. Well, I, I appreciate your time, man. Well, that's going to be a, it's going to be a big game. Auburn 2 and 0 rolling into Penn State. Auburn's 20th or 22nd in the country, right around there. Penn State jumps into the top 10 in one poll. I think they're 12 in the other. And so there's your top 10 matchup. Top 10 matchup. Auburn hasn't won a top 10 matchup on the road since 2014 against Ole Miss. Um, they haven't won uh, one since then. A lot of Alabama and Georgia's in there, one against LSU. And so uh, we'll see if they can get it done. Ben, man, I appreciate the time. As always, thanks for joining us, man. You got it, Hoke. I'm happy to be here, buddy. War Eagle. War Eagle. We'll see everybody next time. Thank you for joining us. AuburnLive.com. Make sure and go be a part of the community. Thanks, Ben, for being on the show, and we'll see you next time. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.